Hello and welcome to Particular, a podcast where we delve into the minds of some of the most creative and innovative leaders in the industry. In this series of episodes, we will be exploring the creative processes of the individuals and gaining insight into how their minds work when it comes to bringing new ideas to life. Today's guest is Rasmus smith Beck, the Executive Creative Director at BBC Creative. We discuss how AI is changing our creativity and inspiring us to create more unique and interesting content. So sit back, relax, and get ready to explore the world of creativity like never before. So, uh, Rasmus, thank you so much for coming uh, to my podcast. I'm thank really you for the invitation. Yes, and I'm really, really uh, impressed by what you do. I've been following you on LinkedIn, and uh, maybe you can do like a quick introduction of what you do now and where you work, and we can start from there. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, like I said, thank you for the invitation. Uh, it'll be fun to chat to you. Um, my name is Rasmus Smithbeck, and uh, I'm currently uh, ECD at uh, BBC Creative, which is... Um, BBC's in-house agency, uh, you might call it. My Behind my fancy title uh, just means that uh, I oversee a lot of the creative work going out and help set the agenda of kind of the, the tone and what we're trying to achieve with the work and, and trying to steer the, the work the best way possible. Um, and uh, before that, I've, I've worked for more than a decade in, in London and before that, I was in Amsterdam, and then all the way back, I studied in Denmark, where I was born and raised uh, in Copenhagen. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can hear my accent from. So, yeah, that, <laughs> that's me uh, in in sixty seconds. Um, <laughs> that's that's a great introduction. Also, uh, wanted you uh, wanted to ask you. Can you tell about your recent projects? Like what what are you the most like what are you most proud of? Uh like in, in working in BBC and I've seen one of your latest one was like this uh, BBC We Are BBC or is it correct the, the the name of the project? The one that won Webby? Oh, we uh, it might have it it's probably the our latest news project yeah. which was um uh like it, it was called Trust is Earned. Uh, and it was, um, the whole project was about like, a, it's an interesting time in in history, isn't it? With, with social media and uh, with all the amazing things that the internet opens up for, uh, also comes some some slightly uh, worrying things to some extent sometimes. And, and anyone can post anything on the internet. and. Uh, we thought it was really important to remind um, uh, everyone uh, of that that whatever news they consume, like uh, remember to be critical of like how it was made, or why it was made, or who made it, and what kind of agenda uh, they were following in the background. And obviously, this is from from uh, we we were making this point from the BBC, which is aiming to be impartial always and trying to show things from uh, multiple sides and uh, have very rigid like um, um, guidelines that the journalist follows. And uh, and that's what we brought to life throughout this film, uh, which also showed uh, some of the coverage uh, on the ground in, in Ukraine and uh, partly in Russia. So, so it was, um, it was emphasizing that and showing what the BBC does and the extent they try to 
go to to try and deliver as impartial news as possible um which is uh was obviously a very important cause and very excited to be a part of that project and and yeah delivering that message and reminding everyone and especially uh both of course reminding people on telly but also on the internet so while you're consuming all these news from all all sorts of weird areas of the internet where you don't really know where it comes from you might not even have, uh yeah it's not not a regulated news source or anything uh then um it was really interesting to put in that context as well and see it on twitter and so on uh so yeah uh that that was all obviously so so i'm glad you pulled that one out because that is one of the the projects um i'm super excited about and um it's also one of the things the reason why i joined the bbc which is like i believe in a in a lot of the the things that bbc stands for and and the mission behind a lot of it uh, there's a lot of chat about purpose in advertising as in uh, trying to you know do good in the world which is fantastic and i really believe in it uh, but like any other things there's uh, it could be taken advantage of uh, as in trying to you know greenwash or sports wash or whatever you 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 see happening uh, out there but um bbc is just really like what i find so interesting about that brand is like the uh, at the heart of it, most of the things uh, the BBC offers has it has a has a true purpose and and actually is a um, is a public service uh, which is in the literal sense trying to help the public to some extent. And I think that's really interesting. So that goes across the news, like like try and uh, help you make up your your best your your mind yourself rather than uh, being forced upon an opinion and. You know, like it's all the way to the kids stuff uh, that, that that BBC does, like that is um, shows that are literally created together with a marine biologist to, so it's, it's so it's you learn something at the same time while you're being entertained, and it's like uh, bite size, which is used in in like uh, in schools around the UK, um, which is like you know an education tool to to support teachers, and um, so. There's just so many sides of the BBC, which uh, which I'm I'm very excited to um, to help support because I I I believe in those things and and the importance of them and um, so so yeah and, and and one of them was the BBC uh, was BBC News which uh, was fun but we do this was also your your question about like recent projects but it it it's not like it always needs to be uh, obviously news is very is is quite serious uh, yeah. But but we we do all sorts of different projects all the way to I I just mentioned bite size which is like a, a that tool which helps kids revise and so on which is uh, actually a, a, along the lines of uh, fighting the same fight as as BBC News about going up against misinformation and so on sure. is was um, but but it's happening also across um, TikTok anywhere else where. Especially the kids are, and and you know you you um, they are starting to write um, their school papers like with Chat GPT. They are getting their 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 sources are Wikipedia that can literally be like um, edited by anyone and so on. So uh, we we again like to promote this bite size. We we just reminded the kids on TikTok and so on in hopefully an entertaining way, uh, hopefully quite surprising. Uh, that like don't don't get your news from anyone so it was 
we we started making these where you you think you are you're getting a one of the classic videos where people are trying to teach you something or i know something about something and we we did all the way from unicorn anatomy where uh obviously doesn't exist and uh, <laughs> going in and try to block that anyway it's always a bit hard to explain an advert uh, with words, but uh, it's, it's better <laughs> in real life. Watch it. <laughs> but uh, that, that was a, another project which I thought was really lovely, an entirely different shape, which is like only uh, 15 seconds long uh, because it needs to fit with that attention span, a media space. Yeah. Um, but all sorts of other projects which, are, which I'm, I'm really proud of. We. For the for the BBC, we did um, to celebrate the 100 year anniversary. Like rather than just giving, uh, you know, it's easy to celebrate yourself. Look at all these amazing things we've done throughout the years, and like the impact we've had, and like um, uh, look at all these famous faces. We we flipped it on its head and thought like, oh, maybe it's, maybe we should uh, celebrate all the wonderful people that tune in every day and listen, like watch our shows and listen to the. Uh, the radio shows and so on, and, and a way of celebrating, we, we gave them a chance to become extras in the background in their favorite shows. So it became a really fun competition, uh, which uh, yeah was really yeah, tricky to make, but uh, rewarding when you saw um, their faces and seeing them in, them in the background of their own shows. And it, it, was, it was really wonderful, uh, fun project. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how... Ever, Loads, but an interesting one considering uh, the the title of the the podcast might be worth mentioning. Um, we did a project called The Capture, and uh, it was to promote a TV show. The second season uh, of The Capture, which is really interesting, it was uh, uh, it's about the like. Uh, photo manipulation but also like video manipulation and all these interests it's, it's obviously a drama so it's all fictional but like playing with topics that are actually relevant and and uh, really interesting and and we we did this thing where where we um, basically hijacked our whole uh, trailer junction so you thought you were sitting watching normal trailers uh, as you do in between the shows it runs like uh, planet earth and we had like um a cooking show and like a, um, a, a dancing show and then you kind of like uh, you thought you're watching those trailers but we almost hijacked them like they were being hacked from somewhere else and inserted the other program we were promoting into it so is we it the one with eastenders yeah whether no no sorry that that's something different i can explain uh, that afterwards yeah. as well but like um yeah, but we, we basically, the topic which the show was about, which was all about hacking mm. and photo manipulation, we did it to ourselves and hacked all of our own trailers uh, for other shows, which was really interesting. But we also uh, worked with uh, voice cloning and gave it to some of our radio hosts that they could literally borrow each other's voices and like putting it out there, literally how how scary to some extent it is that you can borrow someone else's voice but also uh how it's not that easy but it will probably be very easy in the future so just something to be awareness so so like to create awareness about the show but also the topic and so on but it was really interesting um so yeah that's that's uh that was just a bit more related to you know ai and where we're going with technology and so on going forward 
Yeah, and um, you mentioned um, the importance of purpose. So, mm. from 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 what I see, like in the industry, uh, people have this opinion of advertising as just working for the client. So basically, just you know, making the client more, um, helping with brand awareness, getting more followers, getting more clients, but not about the purpose. So, do you think is it a new trend as like being purposeful? Or has it always been like that, but just the clients and the companies were not allowing creatives to walk in that direction? Yeah, it's, it's a very good question. And I think, I think probably all the biggest and best brands have probably all, always had a purpose and, uh, uh, or something they believe in or like a direction they're walking in or something. Because that is what you're saying. Everybody wants to sell more products or get people to do something or engage with their brand. It's more how you get there, right? And it's um, and from my point of view, uh, I I try not to just make advertising. I try to m make brands say and do interesting things. And I know it sounds like just a, a confused way of saying the same thing, but. I think there's a slight shift in how you think about it rather than sitting down and starting with a 30 second advert that can tell you that we got this new product. It's about looking at the context of the product and what part, like uh, even stepping away from that product and looking at our, us as a brand, like what, how, which, how can we play, play the most important part of in, in, in people's lives, right? An important role in it. Um, rather than just hard selling and i think i think that's probably finding the purpose of your brand you know like rather than something uh, that's that's what i'm talking about and i'm not thinking about anything specific but like a lot of brands for a very short amount of time attach them to a like a purpose <laughs> in quotation yeah. marks uh, you see it, it it becomes pride season and all the logos turns into like rainbow flags and so on yeah. but is there any substance behind it? Because then it, it, it flicks back. And then, of course, one side of me is just like, yes, it's great that brands jump aboard. And uh, like it, it's very sweet. And the more awareness, the better. But you do wish for a little bit more commitment and like go beyond it. If you really believe in like people can be whoever they want and like, you know, all that stuff, then, then do it throughout like uh, everything you stand for. That all goes all the way down to how you treat your employees within the company so i think that's that's way more interesting when you find a true brand purpose of your brand like i don't know top of my mind is like also uh nike right like that has that core belief if you if you got a body you can be an athlete and I, that's 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 a beautiful mission right and i don't know if that that is a purpose but if it, it feels like it to me like uh it's something they believe in and something they, they always want to push, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that, that answers your question. You, but I don't. Yeah, 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 it, it totally does. Um, and I'm interested, like, did you ever have any challenges uh, in trying to persuade the, the client that you like, working with to, so they just want, you know, to, to have a, like, a regular advertising uh to sell their product and you want to showcase their purpose you want them to help find their purpose like did you ever have um this kind of challenge trying to persuade them so that the purpose is the most important thing not just selling your product 
yeah of course like uh, you know it's it's um it's never easy and um it's also i don't often it's not either or either if that makes sense as in yeah. you sometimes have to do both right like because uh, quite often uh, there's also an element that plays into it the the more brand led you do the more like mission of your brand you talk and communicate that is usually quite a it's a longer term investment in trying to get people to love you and uh, it might take a little bit more time maybe but it's probably also more to- long term love you create uh, in that sense where sometimes uh, depending on what brand you are sometimes you also need to know that it's available tomorrow you know like oh this is what it costs and and so on and and um, nike if we stay with that like rather than and so uh, um just to take an example they are in quite a lucky position that it feels like they are doing all the big brand work like a lot of it and then they have because it's such a popular brand they almost have like uh, all the other retail stores like doing the hard working stuff uh, for them uh that tells you the price because that is what attracts some people and on some really basic level at some point as well like if it is half price uh, i might buy it do you know what i mean but they get other people to to do that bit um so yeah it's it's i think it's uh being aware that um uh, you can work on different levels at all the time and you, you probably have to no matter what but back to your point it's it's really important the most important is also to know and stand for something as a brand i think going forward and into the future and uh, especially when we live in a world where people are trying to avoid advertising but uh people love brands so you just need to do something interesting for a brand and then they'll listen you know what i mean uh back to an example of 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 uh, the project we did uh called 15 seconds of fame which uh where does that sit on that scale it is it is an advert to some extent like reminding you why the bbc exists you 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 get to tell like the the world about like some of your most famous shows because you kind of like you offer it up as a as a price that you can be be in these like i can remember how many shows or roles you could get like um uh let's say 10 but then you still promote those tv like those shows and um, but it doesn't feel like an advert it felt like a prize you could win so yeah. it's like it's something you want to engage with it was like i want to share it to my friend who is an like a an east enders fan uh yeah because i know they love it so that is where i think uh, the most interesting opportunities are in where we're going with advertising and that's why i i um you you again could see like people doing ad block or, or skip advert as a as a um like a as a negative thing but you could also see it as a as a challenge right that uh, it's a challenge yeah. to the industry to be more interesting up your game you can't just shout in people's face uh <laughs> so you need to be interesting and and give them some value or like and and I so so I'm I'm I choose to look at it that way instead. Um that's that's an interesting point. Yeah, I think it's really important to bring emotion like that is connected to your brand. Either it can be very subtle or it can be direct 
and any emotion is is like it's priceless basically you you can encourage people to to feel something and connect emotions memories or events to to your brand which is really important and exactly. um in this in this case um as as you mentioned um advertising has to up, up its game and all the brands has to up its game and right now with the whole ai coming into our industry uh a lot of brands think I don't need an advertising agency anymore. I don't need people uh, to do my advertising. I can just use ChatGPT to write copy and to use MidJourney or whatever tool I want to create visuals. And that's my advertising. So do you think it is a real threat to the industry or is it just a way of mediocre and average content to be on the market and for advertising agencies to basically, you know, like Excel in their comparison. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's very interesting, isn't it? Like what's going on. And uh, by the way, I just need to put a disclaimer in. I'm no, uh, no AI <laughs> expert in any uh, sense. Yeah, we're whatsoever. not experts. So, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, but, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll gladly give you my, my two, two cents. Um, but uh, I think it's a really, again, interesting time. It's like, um, I think, I think it'll be, it feels like the, the next level of the internet, <laughs> what well, the impact the internet had to the world, uh, feels like it's in the same area in a slightly different way. Um, and, and the internet has done amazing stuff for a lot of industries, but of course, put a stopper to some other industries, and um, and there's good things coming with the internet, and there's bad stuff coming with it. Like you're connected to everyone around the world. Like the possibilities, you can learn anything with. It. Like it's 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 amazing, isn't it? But obviously, there's also all the other sides of it, which like the negative impacts of social media and all these other things. So it, it's not only good. It's not only bad, and I think we're in exactly the same place with with the AI and machine learning and where we're going with it. At at the moment, I I think I I, I look at it a little bit like maybe uh, what what also another reference would be doctors, right? Like doctors without technology, like uh, hopefully it makes them better that they. The amazing brain scans they can do, the robots they can do to do precision uh, surgeries and all that stuff. Uh, so it only makes them even more better and more powerful and more precise and all those things. Hopefully, we're going in that direction uh, in terms of creativity as well. Like, as in, it will hopefully only open up for even more exciting opportunity and even more cre creativity and um, and just work faster and cut away all the boring stuff we don't want to make and all, all those things. And I, I think at the moment, it, I think it's also worth remembering at least where it's at is that back to the doctor analogy, you need, you need someone to oversee like machine learning needs a human input. You need someone to put something into it to, to just like go through the algorithm and then it can calculate stuff from, it's all stats and rules and like, you know, process and learning from what it learned previously. But in my head, it's like creativity is like 
it's breaking rules, it's doing the unexpected, it's like delivering it a new exciting way. And if machine learning is always trying to do a version of something it's learned before, then I guess that's not like the most amazing new creativity that will come out of it. Like if you, yeah. Um, so I was, the short answer to it is I still think you need people behind it um, to put something into it that will make it truly unique. And then of course you can just, I think where it's at at the moment, it, it's, and it's really early days. I don't even think it's that useful, but hopefully it'll just become a tool that can speed up some processes and, uh, help us with some of the the more basic tasks we we almost would rather not do anyway. So um and, and you you could also argue like back in the days when you had to do an advertising presentation like um you would have to scamp up work like draw it or like where would you get the images from? It was a little bit before my time, but I guess you had to scan from a book. I don't know, like before Google Images and like isn't it just fantastic we can just Google image and pull it into a presentation and like, you you know, it's just, it's only made it better, right? And quicker and way more about, it's just a tool to, to get to the really exciting stuff, which is making it and, and so on. Um, and hopefully this will just, the thing I see could be positive as well is like, it just opens it up to more people and it's, there's more accessibility for everyone to get involved with creativity and, and create stuff, but we still need all the, the quirky creatives out there to to do the thinking behind it or the human observations or like um insert something fantastic into this machine before before it really delivers something exciting i think um does that make sense yeah 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 for sure and you know like i recently read an article and basically like quoting from from this article is that AI is imitating what is already done. So it's basically like aggregating all the average stuff that exists um, on the internet. But at the same time, I was thinking when we are creating something, we are also imitating each other. We are imitating the events that happened. We are imitating art that already exists and everything. So basically, how will AI be different to the creative pro process that we have of imitation in like in its basis, you know? I understand that creativity requires um, more than reason, like quoting from this uh, article, but at the same time, um, we're not always like, you know, uh, using like just not only reason or like all our ideas, we still have this, you know, path. So how will we be able to um, differ from the AI in this case? No, it's a good point. So like, yeah, yeah, you're saying that we also impacted by all sorts of other things and like, so no, I, I agree. Uh, and it's a very, very good point. An interesting point. I, I just think we, it's a very nuanced and very delicate thing. And it's quite hard to, a lot of things I think or feel I would, I almost can't post rationalize like, because one thing is like being impacted by a trip to the museum, but what about the journey there where you sat next to someone and overheard something uh, mixed with something entirely different? <laughs> like it, it's just so nuanced and delicate and it senses and it smells and it's hearing and it's like, you know what I mean? And I don't feel like that. It's just not that 
delicate at the moment and human interactions and energies and like self-confidence or self-doubt and like how, how can a machine feel like learn and so <laughs> will it always have that superficial level of it could you then could you counter act that isn't there a version of that on the internet like everything we write and tweet and images we we post and emojis isn't that a version of that i guess you could you could counter argument to me but what is maybe interesting in that debate is that is is the internet a version of actually our reality or is that just because that paints a very certain picture i think i think probably uh, people are more perfect on the internet people are more aggressive on the internet and i think actually again if machines are learning from that then again it will be it will create these distorted let's let's say they're creating like a film like those kind of films they'll be creating might not speak it might speak to what the internet wants and what they are reflecting but it might not speak to actually who we are how we feel and what is actually reality of of how we live so that might just be a nuance within it which is quite interesting i i guess i'll just still like to just like the ultimate point is like we are we're so nuanced like beings as in how we take in stuff so it's just how can you create a robot that can take in that delicate nuanced things and like who knows like it might be coming and it might be why you know like when when recently probably what because i've always been quiet um it's i'm not too worried like i'm i'm probably uh, positive by uh, by nature but like uh, uh or, or naive some might say but like uh, as in um the worrying bit was when they released that open open letter from Elon Musk and loads of other experts that said they have to they should probably pause the the development of ai for half a year uh but that was the only thing that made me stop and like oh which direction is this taking um so yeah that that was one thing that made me like yeah slightly worried yeah and um do you think so like continuing your thought um the worrying thing about ai for me uh, um maybe it's something else for you is the bias and the all the problems that exist on the internet this ai is going to learn on this you know so there's a lot of racism there's a lot of sexism homophobia um xenophobia uh on the internet so basically will ai when it will produce something creative will it take uh, uh this uh learnings into a, the account or mm. is there like is there something else that we should be aware of because i understand in the creative process there's a lot of bias it's the bias from the creative himself or herself uh themselves um or you know like from from the client side but now we will have this third element of the uh, the creative tool that maybe someone will use that will exist in our industry so what are your thoughts on that yeah no no it's a good point and i i i think that's uh, that's also what i meant a little bit like of if it's a reflection of the internet is that actually the best version of humanity um so again that comes back to like most likely we shouldn't let uh 
this machine learning run wild no matter what coming back to what we were talking about, like as in advertising would you just let a machine reflect entirely what's going on in the internet without no supervision of like a human being that can kind of like um, uh, see if it's making really obvious mistakes because like you said like you've seen those experiments where you you created like a chatbot that that took over a twitter profile and it turned totally racist because it was learning from what was going on in the internet. But if you take it to philosophy level, there might be a really interesting lesson in it. Like if, if, if robots are and, and AI is, is learning from everything we do on the internet and how we are towards each other, maybe that's a, a wake up call as well. Like how we should look at how we behave and how we are towards each other. And uh, it's, a, it's a good reminder, isn't it? If uh, if it, if we are basically raising a child like a robot child, like what do we want to teach it? Uh, do we yeah. want to teach it to be kind to each other, or do you want to teach it all the the other horrible stuff that is going on in the internet? Um, so I, th- I think your your point is valid, and and it's definitely um, something to keep in mind, right? Like, um, um, and and probably why, which is another point around this, is like rules and regulations right which is um we probably it feels like people should should start taking that part of it serious right uh because it's, it's coming like it or not and it feels like it's been slow like regulations in terms of social media like we've seen the impact ar- around the world especially with news and like impacting uh elections and all sorts of different things and uh it feels like it would be great if we were on the front foot of like actually trying to to make some rules around this or like see the see the pro- problems before they become too big and uh, probably it needs to probably be from government level uh, for it to be really serious and get 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 it done properly so uh, yeah 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 i think that that's another part of it which hopefully will be taken care of and is being thought about already Sure. Yeah, I think I I read something like quite yesterday. I think uh, that European Union is uh, releasing uh, rules and regulations concerning um, AI. So we'll see how that goes. And um, I wanted to ask you: Do you use AI in your creative work right now? Uh, no, no, no. In in all honesty, I know I know some of the uh, the team does like, but it's literally in a very practical. Uh, mainly as a tool for like quick photoshopping you yeah you mm. can type in two words and it creates an image for you and it's quicker to pop in your presentation but uh, uh not besides that we have we have used it a little bit like i i I'm, i mentioned briefly as in in terms of a campaign we used it for creating a tool that some of our presenters could use like this AI voice cloning tool to, to raise awareness about it. But like we used it like literally, um, but that was to raise awareness about that tool. So, and, yeah. and so it was very direct in that sense. In the background, uh, we, we're not, we're not really using it to create like original art or creativity as such, but so it, it feels like very early days in terms of like, practically how we can use it in a professional way but i i um i've seen like things they're starting to add into like uh, 
Photoshop and like uh, different kind of like film programs where you can also, uh, I can't remember exactly how it worked, but I, I believe you could literally input a script and it could turn it into like a animatic for you or like um, draw up the frames of a storyboard, which again, is just a really useful, interesting tool that, uh, that um, could speed up the process in some, some sense. But again, that might be challenging the job of some people that are storyboard artists. But again, that is, uh, that is where maybe they just need to use their skills in a slightly different way rather than like, there'll always be neat for amazing like illustrators and artists, right? Like, so it's, it's just taking over like a little part of it, but uh, it's not the whole genre of, of that kind of work. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I recently tried, uh, so I had like a short brief uh, on the project that I was working with and um, I just tried to input it into ChatGPT and see like, great, mm. 10 uh, original <laughs> quotation marks uh, ideas. And I must say, I was really impressed that like, you know, using all these creative techniques, like working in teams, having like this workshops, like uh, using like your your own experience and everything. Something that ChatGPT did create in this list of 10 uh, original ideas was really interesting and really made me like, you know, choose another way of thinking. Like, oh, I thought this would be like, you know, too basic. And what was it? it do you mind just uh, so I got a... Uh, an example in my head like what what was it for example it would come up with like, just like you, you know just like i i would say um create um an idea for i don't know what to implement into a brand to uh raise awareness about like i don't know road safety like what would you what feature will you create for a product for example or yeah, okay. create a call to action tagline for for okay. this particular brand this it does this and that and it, it it does create like really basic average uh call to action but sometimes when i look at it i think it is really basic but i didn't even think about it you know so in a way it it, it does really help uh to think a bit more you know from the average point of view which sometimes we do like no we don't want to be average we don't want to be basic which is really like you know an interesting uh thing that i but noticed it's, it's, it's interesting you how you you described it as well it, it you almost described it as you becoming more creative or it sparked something else yeah it didn't give you maybe the exact solution but it gave you some new pathways and that you could argue is that inspiration then it, maybe it becomes way more of an inspiration tool and because a nuance, I think, like, which we should add into that. Like, there's a few things going on there, which is like, I think both, there's a difference between making stuff and the quality of what you're making, right? Like, yeah. the quality needs to be a part of it. And, and again, where we need to, when creating work and the reality of making work in, in like, day-to-day, is very nuanced, it's very detailed, it's very small things, it's meetings, it's like finesse, uh, very detailed feedback or like something you overhear or like something that might be said in a meeting that is on set, but you kind of sense that it needs, you, how do you type that into 
chat GPT. Do you know what, like, so yeah. that's what I mean. It will, it feels like we live in a world where we interact with each other and there's so much stuff going on. So I don't know how, until we get to a place where everything is digital, all of our interactions is digital. <laughs> it, it reads, starts reading our faces, expressions, feelings, like it starts doing all that. It, it would be really hard for it to do all of it. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. why it will always come down to, it might cut some jobs out, but they will become new jobs, like create some new ones. Do you know what I mean? We hadn't foreseen the same with the internet. Like uh, um, uh, it's removed some jobs but create new ones. Like it, it's, I think it's the same thing that will happen here. And, and again, you didn't get the final result, right? Like yeah. you still, yeah. had, you feel like you probably still have to insert even more stuff and some more stuff and uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, but, but I totally include it now in my uh, creative process as a way of inspiration. So, you know, like just trying and um, asking it like what it would come up with and to see, yeah, this is what like the whole internet that was scraped this is what comes out and this is what might be important as well. I need to take it into consideration. So yeah, for now, I'm just like, you know, looking at it as a tool, as you mentioned, that spikes creativity. Exactly. And that's like, again, it, I could totally see that. And I should probably start doing it myself, but you know, <laughs> if I'm working on a project or starting a project, like that is like the things you know, like Google, the latest news about it, look at the top Google searches, like, what are the images like what kind of sayings or quotes have been done around it like what are the music lyrics around it like there's all these tools to like kind of generate ideas around the topic and so on like and and it's really interesting as you're using it as almost like a research tool um and uh yeah yeah it, it could probably become that and probably maybe a little bit more right um yeah sure sure and um you mentioned uh the, the creative process and i'm uh, what I'm really interested about uh, is how does it look? How how does the creative process look? Um, uh, like how when you approach a project, when you approach a, a new um, challenge, because for me it's like I think it's the most interesting, like behind the scenes, how it all happens mm. before this great idea comes comes uh, into your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, my my job has is sliding like slowly over the years and, and a little bit more and more management, but from, I'll, I'll answer it from a point of view of like, um, creating yourself and like being a creative. And I, I think, uh, being creative is like, uh, I, I see it a little bit like being a comedian as in, I don't think like, um, amazing fun comedians, Ricky DeVeza or whoever you prefer is like, I don't think they just think about jokes from nine to five. Uh, I think they are quite alert all the time. It's like when they're at a weird wedding uh, in Wales, or if they are at a family dinner, or if they are on the tube to work, you know, they will, it's something that is always switched on and something they all think about. And that is something I, have probably always done like not not always always but like i see it as a part of my job i'm always switched on i'm always like uh looking at human insights or problems or something that could be solved and so on so um 
my my favorite tool is my phone and uh if you if you are around me you would probably see me furiously typing on my phone all the time taking notes because when i see something or something that sparks something uh i write it down observations inside references like inspiration all over it's all over right um uh but besides that i i um as we as we briefly spoke, spoke about like if you're starting a, a a new project i was all i would always start with the obvious like google it uh i would always lean into the news because i love the context of stuff like i think context of, of advertising or communication is really interesting where it sits, the time of year, like the cultural tensions, all those things. So I think that's what, one of the most important things to also figure out first, like figure out when it's launching and the category it's in, like, and my favorite things are thinking really big about it. Like what should it be for the future? Like what, what, what kind of, what does it, should this brand stand for? Like, uh, think about the audience, like uh, what they need and want. Um, so uh, that's really big thoughts. And then I think uh, you research, right? Like obviously figure out as much as you can about. Sometimes it's a really odd, small detail of something specific a brand does uh, that can be blown out of proportions and should be the whole thing, you know, like uh, which is which is wonderful. Um, and then I think it's just the uh, keep going at it. Like uh, when when you're in your zone of of, of coming up with ideas, uh, you just keep going, keep going, even though you think you have it. Like uh, you um, uh, and also trust the process, as in uh, it comes eventually. Like there's something about like uh, I heard someone mention. It's it's really interesting that you 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 would usually say like i get an idea like you you it's given to you like you don't you can also of course say you come up with an idea but like it's very much it's 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 interesting that you get it from somewhere and you not almost not in control uh which i thought was a really interesting way of like um framing it as in trusting the process it will come eventually if you do all the research if you learn if you think hard enough about it if it's if it's in the back of your mind uh, enough, if you go through your life, uh, the solution will come eventually. Um, and then, yeah, just hard work. Like uh, that, like, um, I think uh, if you keep pushing, like great stuff will come. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I totally agree on that. I, um, as you said, like getting an idea, Recently, I, I decided just, you know, for, for, for um, analyzing, like, how the ideas come, I decided to, you know, do a rewind of the idea. So I, I outlined, like, you know, my process on, uh, like, mirror board and just seen, like, how these ideas would come. And then I would see, okay, this is the idea that I chose that I'm going to present. And I tried, you know, to do backwards just to see where it came from. And for me, it's so fascinating, like, how, how the brain works in this case like what inspired you like what events you as you mentioned like on the way to the museum you were sitting with someone like near next to someone you noticed something and this sparked an idea and this like this reference sparked it and yeah it's always like the process and it will come eventually yeah i totally mm. agree on that and but it's interesting yeah. that you could even backtrack it because some things i wouldn't be able to figure out like where it already originated from like uh, 
that that's also what I mean, like with the nuance of our brains and how we take yeah. it in. And sometimes like, where does it come from? You know what I mean? But that, there is also an element. There was another, an old teacher of mindset, like once you get quite good at something, like you don't think about it. So for example, once you, when you just get your driving license, you think about everything you do, like when you press what kind of button and like the gears and like all this, it's very like, you think about everything and how you get there. And once you become a great driver, sometimes you, you just, you don't really think about it. You're just already at where you need to be. And of course you can backtrack like kind of what you did and you shift the gear, but you don't think about any of that because you, your brain has just like come up with like, it just does it automatically and uh, knows how to get there uh, in one way or another. Um, that's, which is also dangerous, by the way. Yes, honestly. yes. Like going on autopilot, like, and you need yeah. to keep challenging yourself because that is, I think we spoke about it earlier, but that's the ultimately, like, probably creativity is, like, doing things in a new way that you haven't seen before. So it's important to challenge yourself, I guess, as well to do that. Um, that's why it's powerful to take another route to work or do things differently or don't write your script on your laptop for a day, do it on paper. And like all those things, like challenges, those things can also be really interesting, like um, breaking it, like mixing it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I recently seen a really interesting TED talk on that. So basically like uh, most of our lives, we do all of the things um, on autopilot and with creativity, it's really dangerous, like, you know, because you use the same techniques, you use the same routes to come up with the idea. And then it's just, you know, you're not challenging yourself enough. And with that, I wanted to ask you a question uh, regarding, do you ever get like, speaking from my experience, I sometimes get frightened that there's like, everything is already, you know, been come up with, you know, like, I feel sometimes that there's nothing more like cool or new to be created. Do you ever face this fear? For me, it's like, I, I, I get this creative block straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you also touched upon it earlier. Like is everything a version of something like yeah. to some extent, like, but that's it. That's also why it's fantastic when new technology comes around and you can change it and create it in a new way, you know, like Avatar, the movie, wasn't that a remake of, I think has, has I think some people have drawn the parallel to Pocahontas just set in some weird space world. I mean, but it still felt like a new fresh film. I think at the time uh, I can barely remember it, but it, I just mean, I think there's always a new way of doing it. And uh, there's always new, exciting, things to to be found out there uh but yeah I, I know what you mean but i wouldn't wouldn't let it block you that you think everything is invented there's always an a new version of it uh or a tweak to it that makes it feel surprising so um and our our world changes all right so again the context you can kind of play into that we we are luckily moving forward and and uh, new things are happening that we haven't seen before so so if you play into that as well it, it uh, yeah, you already got a new um, exciting springboard, right? So, um, yeah, I think it should be doable, but I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, what, what, like, I know it's, uh, it's a question that uh, a lot of people ask, uh, like, you know, giving advice to, to, to yourself, uh, like when you were back 
I don't know, in the start of your career. But I want to ask you as our last question to give an advice to like a young creative that is just entering the industry and they see like, oh my God, there's this AI happening and there's like, everything is changing. A lot of new media formats are coming. Like, what should I do? Um, what would you say to this young creative? That's a good question. Um, I probably like what, what, what I don't feel has changed is like, we still need great ideas, no matter what kind of medium, where it sits, like if it's a, a radio thing or like a TV thing or a social media thing, like you still need to have great ideas. Like, and again, that that comes down to like original thinking, fun insights and observations. And it's all that stuff. Embrace yourself in that world. Uh, be be a consumer of the world and like observe what's going on and like take it all in and like try and do a creative spin on it and I think I would I would just and when it comes to technology like I think that's the foundation of all of it which will never change and I think when it comes to the future and technology I think it's just way more like embrace it work with it like rather than trying to push against it and uh, just use it to your advantage and and like see it as an opportunity and something fun and like don't let it overwhelm you uh, in, in any way. And just, again, I think, I think it will hopefully be way more that more people can access it and you don't need, you know, the same thing the phone did. Like anyone can make a film now if you got a phone with a video thing. Like it's, but that doesn't mean like everyone is making films. Like it still takes energy and effort. And like, so, I mean, Use the tools, like see it as there's no barriers to create your things. Uh, uh, amazing art and put it into the world and you can put it on the internet where anyone can see it if it's good enough and we'll celebrate it. So I I, I think it's a, an exciting time. Uh, uh, I wish I was starting out now. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. It is an exciting time. And um, yeah, uh, thank you so much, Rasmus. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It was really interesting to talk with you. No, thank you. It was great. Great to chat to you. Um, really fun. And um, yeah, nice to meet you. Thank you for listening. Please do subscribe and share. Leave comments on any platform you use for listening to podcasts. Check out the links I will leave in the description below. And please email us with your stories and suggestions for the next topics. Have a great week.